0: Ryan Reese Show from Southern California. This is The Ryan Reese Show. Post your questions using at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Are you ready? All right. It is going down. I cannot wait. I got Garrett Beeler in studio tonight here at the radio show. Garrett. Yes. What's up? What happened to you right now, man? Man, I can't believe it. <laughs> I was... Uh...
1: Oh, I can't believe it. Uh, I was on my way here. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if there's an easy way of saying this. I actually got a ticket. I got pulled over tonight uh, for, for uh, speeding. And uh, I can't believe it, man. I'm embarrassed to say. But uh, you know what? <laughs> I I I, I, li- I literally was listening to Jack Johnson. I was chilling with some summer it's vibes, mellow. right? And I, I didn't even realize it. And I guess he had, uh, you know, on the toll road, they're after you out there and uh, pulled me over. And so as I was sitting there and I'm thinking, man, I don't know. I, I mean, I honestly, I, I seriously, like I've known if I've been over the speed limit, Yeah, yeah, you know I, speed limit. I, I literally was, was not even, wasn't even paying attention. And serves me right. But anyway, he, he came out, <laughs> wrote me my ticket. And, uh, you know, I just told him, I said, first of all, I'd like to apologize. I'm sorry for, for doing that. I wasn't even paying attention to that. And I said, second of all, just want to say thank you for what you do. I said, we support you guys. And we know that you're in a dangerous job. And I uh, just wanted you to know that. So, you know, I, I mean, honestly, it was sincere. He it was done and dusted at that point, you know, but I just want to let yeah. him know. It's like he, those guys risk their lives every yeah. single day. And they're out there on those roads with guys that are, you know, doing bad stuff and then, you know, some just going over the speed limit. But either way, they're out there doing their job and we appreciate it and they help uh, help keep us safe. But uh, unfortunately, I was on the, the wrong end of the, of, the, of the stick that time. I'm sorry, dude, because
0: I know tickets are. Yeah, they're
1: not inexpensive in California. I, either. Either. I mean, that was the first thing that crossed my mind, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, oh, boy, Oh man, that's not going to be nice. Have you done traffic school? Uh you know what? I haven't had a ticket like in twenty years. So it, it no has been way. Yeah, it's oh. been it's been so long, so I don't even remember the last time. I mean, I think I was in my twenties. Yeah. You know my early twenties. So, you know, I'm hoping that I, I don't have to do any of that. They but you know, Because it's all
0: it all goes down to points. And and you're talking to a guy that has, has license <laughs> I've had my license suspended three times, you know, when I was younger, yeah. DUIs, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Uh and many, many points. But I haven't got tickets either, but yeah. I, I did get a ticket. Recently. I haven't had one in years. I know.
1: I'm going, how does this happen? Dude, you're just out of nowhere. Just I, I know, and it's like usually you're, you're kind of aware of your surroundings and you know what you're supposed yeah. to be doing and yeah. you're, you're trying to stay with the flow of traffic and you're not driving like you're on the Autobahn. And it's yeah. just one of those things where... You know, it, it happens. But, you know, I, I, what a crazy thing to happen on Easter weekend, too. You know, it's if you're talking about like penalties of sin and I know, just like, of that. if you're guilty of one area of, of, of the law, you're guilty of everything. And so it's if true. you would put a uh, put this in a spiritual context, it would be one of those things where it's like, hey, you got a speeding ticket. You you deserve hell. Right. Like, you're no longer perfect. You could have driven the roads your entire life. And the very last time you drove the roads, you got a speeding ticket done. You are now a sinner. You have missed the mark. Yep. And that's why Jesus came and died, though, mm-hmm. you know, to forgive us of our sins. So like, oh, God. I was like, Lord. Why do you have for- to make me the example tonight? <laughs> please forgive me, Lord. <laughs> please forgive me. It was like the first thing. Oh, sorry, officer. I apologize. And then the second was, oh, Lord, please. And then the third was I text <laughs> Ruth. I just got the ticket. <laughs> i <laughs> uh, probably not going to be laughing about this tomorrow, but it's funny right now. I know,
0: dude. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Well, I'm stoked you're here. Hey, and thanks is... for having me, man. I'm excited to be here. Well, hey, well, it's Easter, and uh, yeah, tomorrow, I know uh, my family is going to be coming to your church tomorrow. Looking forward to having you guys. It's uh, going to be
1: great. What time is it at? 10.30. So 10.30 in Irvine, and we're doing something special. We're we're setting up on the big track and field. It's going to be a big stage. Okay. Uh, two jumbotrons on the sides, you know, so people that are doing the drive-in uh, side of church, they can do that. And then it'll just be all spread out where people can- At that can, school? Yeah, same place, uh, okay. Orchard Hill School. So we okay. rent that school on Sundays, and uh, they've been gracious enough to allow us to be there. So we're looking forward to a great day. That's amazing. We were we awesome. at my
0: dad's house today. and Oh, uh, nice. Cause you know they've been doing Passion Week all week, and the yeah. church has just been packed. It's been going I've seen up. that. Is that crazy? Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, I was like, he's like, I don't, you know, he's like, it's just so cool. Like people are coming out and worshiping, and the Holy Spirit mm. fell last night at the service. And I said, dude, that's amazing. And I told him that we we're gonna be going to your church. I told him we've been going to your church on er, at, in Irvine on Sundays because yeah. it's so perfect. It's outdoors for the family. It's just a great. Uh it's a great setup.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? Honestly, you know, having kids myself, it's important. You know, I have four kids, as mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think having a church where the whole family can be a part of it, it's important. Mm-hmm. And obviously you got to do the best that you can with what you, you've you been given. But, you know, looking at, at what the Lord has done for us, like I, I've had like this weekend, I think because Easter collectively gathering together, though we still observed it in our own ways uh, last year, I feel like this year we're not we're not missing Easter. Yeah. You know, I, I, yeah. I think after it was canceled, you know, we were rent, we actually had rented a baseball stadium at the Great Park in Irvine. It was going to oh, be really? kind of our first, you know, let's reach out, bring your unsafe friends. Yeah. We did, you know, all kind of like reminiscent of what we used to do.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, when, when COVID hit, it got canceled. And so and then there I am in my, my little downstairs bedroom to <laughs> Easter service, yeah. you know, I'm like, oh, for the oh. screen. yeah, I know in front of a little, my iPhone, you know? Oh and so, gosh. and so this year <laughs> I, I think everyone's excited. And I think we've been reminded too, you know, just of the power of what Jesus did and, yeah. and what he did by laying his life down on the cross. Mm-hmm. And then even, even I think, you know, just to, to cap it all off for rising again on the third day. So this mm-hmm. is a great weekend.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, and it's it's the church is actually uh my, my daughters, I want to say this, that my daughters love going to church. And that's what the whole thing for me is it's important to find a church that your family want to go to. You know, they like the way the pastor sounds, how he's teaching, and then also how the kids love going to church. Because oh, yeah. I when I was growing up, you know, I didn't want to go to church. I didn't want to go to Sunday school. I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't want to do these things, but it's in, it's important for people to find a church, if you have kids to find a church that they actually want to go to. Because I'm like, hey guys, we're going to go to church tomorrow because I was like, telling them, okay, tomorrow we're going to go to Grandma and Grandpa's. We're, we're going to go do Easter with yeah. them, which my my mom did the whole open the egg and inside there was like a... You know, there was, like, a, um, a Bible. There was, a, 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 like, a little thorn, like a thorn with a flower. It was cool because the flower no was actually way. red, which represented the blood. And then you had the thorn. And then you had, like, the linen, you know, about talking about his linens, uh-huh. how they were, you know, casting dice with yeah. linen. So she did, like— Your mom not,
1: is awesome. No, she we
0: filmed the whole thing. Oh I think it's going to go on my wife's Instagram. Oh, yeah. She did the whole Jesus story the the gospel story with, she says, like, it's not about the egg guys. It's about what's inside the egg. And she did this whole thing. And mm-hmm. it was just really cool because, um, these The kids have to learn about this stuff and they need to be able to go to a church where they're excited. So I said, We're going to go to grandma's, we're going to do Easter and hear the story. The next day, we're going to go to church with all your friends. Remember? And they're like, Yeah, we love going to church. And then, you that's know. That's great. And then uh, the next day, which after Easter, we're going to get you guys a new bikes, you know. So that's nice. that's, that's what daddy's wow. going to do. Wow,
1: that's great. Well done. Yeah, we're, uh, you know, honestly, Ryan, I think it's so important too. And I wonder if you have listeners that are, you know, tuning in tonight that, maybe are, are are struggling with some of their little kids or wanting to know what they should be doing. It's hard when you, when you, especially if you roll deep with a lot of children, yeah. going to church can be one of the most difficult things you can do on Sundays. You know, I, I think even especially coming out of where everyone was isolated to get mm-hmm. back in the flow of it, it can be really hard. I mean, if there was going to be bad stuff that happens, you know, it's with gonna your family, it's going to happen that day on your way to church.
0: <laughs> last, sun, last Sunday we were driving to your church. It was like last or the one before. Literally... We're getting there. We're taking that toll road. You got that ticket. We're driving that toll road to your house. I'm still shaking. From from your house. We're getting there. And all of a sudden, all the girls are just losing their minds. Yeah. They're like, "Eh." And, and we're like, that's it. We're, we're about to pull into the school. I'm like, that's it. <laughs> Crystal's like, flippy you, we're out of here. Yeah. I'm like, no, we're I going know. to church. She's just frustrated. I'm frustrated. I know. And I'm like, no, this is what the enemy wants. Yeah. He wants to detour it's us true. and he wants to
1: detour families, well, but we true. have to go. Well, it's so true. I remember hearing this story. It was so funny. You, I mean, you may re- even have heard this, but I remember this. There was this couple, like, you know, I think they're about our age or whatever, but they it was a Sunday morning. They didn't want to go to church. And And the wife, though, was really like, come on, babe, we got to go to church. you got to go to church. No, no, I'm too tired. I don't want to go to church Sunday morning. I need to sleep in. It's been a long week, you know, like that whole thing. I'm sure people probably can relate to that. Oh, yeah. But uh, anyway, it it got to the point where she just kept really bugging him, nagging him, you know, like, come on, get out of bed, get out of bed. He's like, listen, I will go to all three services next Sunday. (laughs) I am not going to church today. And she's like, you know, we have kids. you got to set the example. You know, they're looking. Do we just go to church when it's convenient or do we go to church? because it's right. right and we've committed and finally when she had just about had it she says listen you are the pastor you are <laughs> teaching today you need to go to church <laughs> and I'll never forget that I thought you know what that's about right you know it doesn't matter if you're a pastor or whoever you may be sometimes it's going to church it's like I'm
0: not I can't do it today I can't that's the best. <laughs> that is the best one <laughs> You are the pastor. You have to go. <laughs> you are pastoring the hey, church. But you know what? That's, that's that's the whole thing is that we have to um, – and that's honestly it's been something for us uh, with this whole COVID thing, uh, getting out of the, the mix or the routine, should I say, of, of going to church. And then all of a sudden getting back into church. It's like we, we're like we have to go. We have to set the example. We have to train our kids that – yeah. On Sunday, we go to church. That's just how it is. So they're yeah. growing up with those roots. If not, you know they're just they're, they're not going to have any foundation. It's that foundation. And yeah. them hearing the Jesus stories and, and in their environment with their kids and their friends in that learning space, away from their family um, in Sunday school is it's important. So I'm, I'm all about it, and especially even more nowadays, we're going to be talking about the gospel and we're going to talk about the resurrection and all the Easter stuff in a minute. But even lately, you know, we've, I don't know if uh, your wife has seen my wife's post, but she posted like something about putting your kids into public school, you know, and we're looking at the pulse of what's going on in California and just the United States at large and the curriculum and different things, especially in California, what they're putting in and we're going, okay, well like here we are, we want to raise our kids in the ways of the Lord. We want them to be Christians in the world in public school. But then we're also like, What they're trying to teach them in public school now is totally crazy. That can, I mean, they're introducing some pretty gnarly things. So right now we're in a place going, all right, we're trying to raise our kids in the ways of the Lord. We want to grow them, but we also don't want to throw them to the wolves and have them doctrinated with just bizarreness. Well, that's
1: exactly it. And I think if there are parents listening out here uh, as well, you know, if you have never not been involved with what's happening with your kids' schooling – through public schools, mm-hmm. this is the time to step in and start actually having those conversations with your kids if they're older or intervening if your children are younger, because really what's happening is you're seeing, I, I mean, I call it and I know other people do as well. It's like the fourth branch of the government is, is the education yep. uh, system, you know, and so it, it seems like they're totally unchecked. They do whatever they want to do. And our tax you know, dollars will pay for that to happen in the state of California. And it, it's egregious. Like, it, it's it's awful. The stuff that's coming down, you hit the nail on the head. It is indoctrinating your kids. It's like the social engineering experiment where we're going to feed your kids this, and we're going to see what happens in the next, you know, 10 to 20 years. And so I think Christians need to be vigilant. You know, mm-hmm. I think we, we can't turn a blind eye. I mean, it, I mean, our first ministries, and even for those that Families. may be listening that— yeah are not in occupational ministry. Like maybe you you work a normal job, wherever that may be. Yeah, your first ministry is your spouse and your kids Mm -hmm. and to train them up. That's why the Bible says train up your child in the way that they should go. And when they're old, they won't depart from it. And and, and I think right now what's Mm happening— Man, I, I just I'm kind of worked up about this because it's it's like it's bad, like it's mm-hmm. bad stuff coming down.
0: You know, for it, me, it's it, been it's, it's really hard. It's, it, that's what's been going on with me lately because you know, obviously, I tour with the Whosoever's and I I do a lot of um, guest speaking and different things. And just as I'm I'm seeing my kids that are now five years old and they're going into um, to be going to kindergarten. Yeah, and I'm just like. I need to be around more. Not that I'm always gone or anything, but I'm more even I my eyes are now open even more, going, okay, hold on. So kindergarten is coming around. I need to really be paying attention now because now right now they're at home with us and, you know, they're getting discipled and the whole thing and learning, but now we gotta decide what's the next step. And it's like what happens if I know I know this uh Michael Guido, it's this one um he's like a band pastor that really has encouraged me in my life and he said, uh You know, the only thing that matters is like, you know, when you die, it's like what your family said about you. So like you could be successful in your career. If you're, if you don't work in ministry, you're just like a a career person and you say you make, you know, millions and millions of dollars a year, you know, and you're totally successful and you have everything you ever want and you have this whole family and wife and all this stuff, but you never were around for your kids. You never were there. And, and actually, um, you failed. Like they all walk away from the Lord and they all did their own thing. You, You failed. Yeah. You know, so yeah. nothing even none of that stuff even matters. Well, it's
1: scary too, especially when you have children, you know, cuz I think it's easy when you look at other people that the, that have kids and you don't yet. Mm-hmm. You're like, "Oh, you know, I would do this and I would do that or why are they letting their kids climb on those chairs and you know yeah. and you can think that, you know, parenting, you know, needs to look a certain way, but when you have your own kids, it starts to be very personal. Obviously, by the nature of that like that's my flesh and blood. And then yeah. you start to feel This enormous amount of responsibility. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're a follower of Jesus, this responsibility to make sure that my kids walk with the Lord, like John said in his little epistles, Mm -hmm. he said, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in the truth. And I think the opposite of that for any mom or dad that may have had children that walked away, there's no greater pain than Mm -hmm. to see your
0: children walking in the lies of the world, you know, and that's a huge thing. And you know, and, and I'm actually that kid that actually walked away from you. Walked away from the Lord, right, for a while. I think.
1: Well, yeah. For me, I felt like I was maybe more late on the spectrum as right. far as like my rebellious years and yeah. discovering what what God wanted me to be doing. Right. And I think that I kind of hit terminal velocity really fast and then hit that wall. Okay. And, and, yeah. and it was one of those things where the Lord just completely changed my life. Yeah. And I went from one end. To, you know, doing what I've done the last 20 years. But because
0: if you had that foundation, though, you were able to come back like me exactly. as well. My parents raised me up, but I didn't want anything to do with God. But I still was being fed, and, and I had that foundation. So when I did walk away from the Lord, even though it was it was yeah. many, many moons— um, when I came back, I had the foundations and I was able to get plugged into Monday night study where you were teaching yep. and everything was just clicking again. Like yeah. I knew what to do, like when I had to get the jump start again. Yeah. Well, got- you know,
1: it's so crazy. You would say that too, because my, my brother, my middle brother, Torin, just came in from Arizona mm-hmm. and he was hanging out with us for Easter and for years, like all three of us brothers. And then my little sister came along oh, down yeah. the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, all three of us brothers were two years apart. We did everything together. You know, everything from, you know, sports, getting in trouble, you know, what you name it. Yeah. And we were all raised the same way. We all grew up at Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa. We all heard Chuck our entire lives. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we all had different journeys that we were on. But the the crazy thing, and I remember this, you know, this was so powerful to me that when Torrin, you know, walked sideways and he went off and did his own thing. When he came back to the Lord and the Holy Spirit took hold of his life, everything. Everything that he had been taught his entire life came alive. He was even sitting in my, I'll never forget. He's like, I didn't even know I knew those scriptures. Oh, I didn't really? even know that I, 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 I'm like, I'm quoting these scriptures. And I had no idea that I knew them. And for those parents out there that may have been like raising their children unto the Lord and trying to teach them the Bible and take them to church. And then they see them go off sideways. Listen, those things that you taught your, your kids and those things you invested in that were of the Lord. They are still there. And when the Holy Spirit is poured out upon your son or your daughter, all of those things will come to life. And it's such an amazing thing, man. And I think just hearing your story, it it really made me think that those that have poured into their kids and that have been disciplined, taking them to church, showing them that it's a priority, have, have prayed with their children, have done their best to teach them about God. Those things are living and powerful
0: uh it, it, that, you know that one verse that says the word of God will never come back void it's yeah. true it's like you speak it it goes in and then when the holy spirit comes in you and fills you it turns on the the the, the switch the power it's yeah. the power that's why jesus says you know which we're going to talk about tonight is when he when after he got um before he was going to get um crucified he goes i have to go so i can send the helper the holy spirit because when the holy spirit comes upon you the power is going to turn on, and that's how you're going to be able to move in the power of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit will with, be with you, be upon you, and He will be with, flow in you and through you, and f, uh, just and use you basically yeah, with, it, with the gifts.
1: Yeah, but isn't that what we want as Christians? Though I, I can't help but think, Ryan, and I know like you, you travel all over the country. You're in these public schools. You're seeing like a mighty movement of the Holy Spirit and bringing people to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. But then once you get into the church and you look at the church and you see what's happening and you see people that are living these defeated lives mm-hmm. and they're just overrun with sin, And you know, they made a profession of faith, you know, they're, they're trying to do what's right, but they're not living in the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's so important even about this weekend where we remember what Jesus did, that there are Christians today that are not living in the power of the Holy Spirit. They're not living in the power
0: of what Jesus has done. And all mm-hmm. that can change tonight. One hundred percent. So let's talk about the gospel. Let's talk about the gospel. We know that the gospel is it's the good news. Right. The good news that Jesus, John 316, God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to planet Earth that whosoever believed in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And it says Jesus didn't come into the world to judge the world, but to save the world through His Son, through the belief that He would He was the Messiah and He would die on the cross. He would raise raised from the dead. Now we know in John one it says that the Word of God became flesh. The Word was in heaven, and He came to planet Earth and became flesh. Right? That's right. Yeah. And, and what did He do here? When when what was the whole mission here on planet Earth? What is the gospel?
1: Yeah. So so it says uh, you know in just. Following up what you said in John 1, you know, and the word became flesh and the word dwelt among us. You know, like he walked with his people. He humbled himself, took on the form of a man. And, you know, the amazing thing that Jesus did for us is that he took our punishment. Every wrong thing that we would ever do in our entire life, even things that we are disgusted by or wish we could go back and change. And oh, I wish I never would have done it. Jesus knew about all of those things, died for that sin. And and I think that that sometimes we have this this perception that, oh, you know, God's not interested in me, you know, I've blown it too many times. I mean, how many times have we heard heard that? Where somebody says, Man, you don't know what I've done. Yeah. You don't you don't know the sins. Like, and they wrestle with it because their conscience condemns them or they see the error of their ways or they realize that there's been like damage and hurt and all of these things that their actions have brought upon themselves and to others. And they think, how could God love me even when I can't stand myself?
0: Yeah. That p- people can't forgive themselves. And what happens is like when you, cause I've, I've done i I'm, I'm that person where, um, I've done so much gnarly stuff in my life and my life has affected so many different people in, I, you know, I've seen people like OD and die and, or even just a the path they've taken from just being around me from the way I influenced people, you know, and if there wasn't, um, forgiveness of sins of what Jesus did on the cross and I didn't believe it, it would, I wouldn't be able to forgive myself. It would haunt me. And that's what the enemy wants to do is he wants to haunt you and torment you. And he wants to keep playing that those reels over and over and over. But the beauty is what Jesus did on the cross as if he came not to condemn us. So yeah. if we believe that Jesus is the Messiah and he says who he says he is, then what he did on the cross, when he got murdered on the cross, he got whipped, he got the crucifixion and he took all of our sins that we've ever done yeah. from murders to every, the worst of worst sinners. And he took the sins of the of the world and he bled on the cross and he died and he raised from the dead and through the blood that was shed on the cross, he washes as white as snow. Yeah. So it doesn't yeah. matter what you've done, there's people right now that have there's girls that go going, I've I've been I've had too many abortions, or I've I've cheated on my husband, or I cheated on my wife, or you know, I'm I'm an addict. I'm I'm not I'm a poor parent because I'm an addict or just there's just so many different things, or maybe you're now and you're in business and you're you haven't been walking with God, you've been doing crooked stuff to advance yourself, or all these different things that you know in the back of your mind that the Holy Spirit's like This is not right because the Holy Spirit's job is to draw all man to himself. And the job of the Holy Spirit is to convict the world of sin, that we need a Savior. We need Jesus and through belief in him that we will be forgiven. But that's what God did. He will forgive all of you. And that is the good news of the gospel.
1: Well, that is. And I think what you were saying, you know, with with these reels that play over and over in your head, Satan would love to keep us in the past. I mean, the Bible says that we've actually all sinned. We've all fallen short of, of the glory of God, which means the playing field is level for everyone. Yep. Everyone, there is one perfect and holy God, and there is not one righteous person. The Bible actually says in Romans as well. What is it you know, there's none righteous, no, not one. And so for us, you know, it's very easy to get stuck in the past. You know, hey, you know, I've done this, and I have to live with this, or whatever. And and there's always this condemnation mm-hmm. that comes. And I think what is important you know, maybe for some of your listeners tonight to differentiate is the, the, the difference between guilt and condemnation and the conviction and drawing of the Holy Spirit, because they can often feel very similar. But guilt is something that the devil uses to push you away from God, that you are too far gone, You have blown it too many times. God doesn't love you. The conviction of the Holy Spirit, however, works in such a way where it's saying, hey, yes, what you did is wrong. We're we're not going to say that it's not wrong. You know, what you did was against God, but God already knew about it. He already sent his son Jesus to die on the cross to cover that sin. And so I want you now to come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. So guilt pushes them away. And that's exactly where, de- where the devil wants people to stay. Stay as far away from Jesus as you possibly can, while the Holy Spirit is drawing people saying, yes, you've sinned. Yes, the punishment for that sin is death and eternal separation from God. But
0: listen, Jesus paid the price for it. Perfect. That's a great illustration and a perfect, perfect um, story as well to go along with it is let's say pornography because pornography is plaguing the church plaguing kids it's running rampant and it's very um, accessible and as a christian i hear the story over and over you know they're walking with god and all of a sudden at night they end up uh going after pornography but they get those stop signs which is the holy spirit right Mm because he's like no stop don't turn on your phone no stop don't go to safari Mm -hmm. no stop don't type in whatever website exactly all those stop signs that's the Holy Spirit. And he's like, don't. Yeah. The, the Holy Spirit's like, he's the comforter. He's the 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 guy that comes alongside the helper. And he's like, don't do it. Because if you do it, you know you're not going to feel good at the end of the day. And you know you're sinning. And you're knowing you're going against what God has called us. Those, those boundaries, these guidelines. Don't do it. Yeah. And then we do it. And then the, the enemy comes in, Satan. You're a hypocrite. You're a horrible Christian. Stay away. Just don't. God doesn't want to hear you. Yep. He doesn't want to forgive you. You're you're a failure. Mm-hmm. You stink at life. Stay yeah. away. And he just plays it over and over. And then what yep. happens is he gets you caught up in that place where you're like, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna repent. I'm not gonna repent. I'm not gonna ask God for forgiveness because I'm just the biggest hypocrite ever. And what Satan mm-hmm. wants to do is he wants to keep you in that place so you don't repent because you're just. It's just the reels coming over and over and over and you stay in that place. and You still continue to watch porn or whatever sin you're is because you're so you're separated from God. But the good news is, no, Jesus didn't come to condemn. He came to save. So by belief and saying, Jesus, forgive me, you'll be forgiven and you'll be in tune with Christ immediately. Yeah. And
1: this is the most amazing thing to ever hit this world. And I think what we're seeing now is that our culture and, and it is really demonic, Ryan. Right? I mean, there's no really way around saying that what's happening in the world now is led by what the Bible calls the prince of the power of the air. It's, yep. it's Satan, this, the, the, the spirit that works in the sons and daughters of disobedience in this world. And really, just to put it in modern day vernacular, what's happening now is that mankind created in God's image, Satan wants to pervert and to taint but yet our biological makeup the way that he created us even the, the 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 down to our our DNA and our emotional state our conscience everything that god created us in his image with we are thinking now all of a sudden it doesn't exist mm-hmm. you know uh, and and that my life will be much better if i just go and do whatever i want to do or whatever you know mainstream media is telling me that i need to do mm-hmm. and the, what we don't realize is that there's huge amounts of guilt and shame,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you are not ever happy. That's the reality of it. Is you are not happy going against God. You are not ple. You, you know it says sin's pleasurable for a season. Yeah, but afterwards, and I think you you I, very very I think uh, particularly nailed this where it's like you give in to any sin. Whatever it is, and even if you got fifteen thousand people telling you, "Hey, it's okay if you do this," you could have a million people saying, "Hey, man, if you do this, it's okay." You have to live with yourself still, and God is giving you a conscience, and God is giving you His commandments. And it broke my heart, man. It, I'll never forget this. This guy came to our church, and he said he just looked like a normal, normal guy. Just came up and he said, "Hey, hey, uh, pastor, do you mind if I if I talk to you for a minute?" I was like, yeah, sure. What's going on, man? He says, it's my first time to your church. I've been going to a church in Long Beach and where I live. And I, I stumbled across your website. Came to, I wanted to come to church. And he said, I have been actively living in a homosexual lifestyle. And the church that I go to is telling me that it's okay. And he, I'll never forget it. With tears in his eyes, he looks at me and he, he he's not a Christian. Like he, he hasn't yeah. put his faith in the, in the Lord, but he looks at me and he says, the church is telling me that this is okay. But he, he said, but inside, I know it's not. Mm-hmm. And he's not a man filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. He has a conscience. And he said, even when the church was telling me that this is okay, it, it's, it never was. And so all of the people that we're seeing now just getting
0: pushed, you know, it's just one of those things where we can't ignore it. We're going to, we're going to continue this conversation. We're going to go break here in about five seconds. Um, We will talk to you guys actually in two minutes, right after the break. Peace. or of the Ryan Reese show coming up post your questions at Ryan Reese on his Instagram Twitter and or Facebook now back back to the Ryan Reese show all right i'm back with Garrett Beeler we're going to be down at his church tomorrow sunday service vision church Tell them where it's at. Yeah, come on out, visioncitychurch.com. You can find out
1: more information. But we're uh, right past the Tustin Marketplace off Jamboree and Culver. Uh, or actually, you know, if you take Culver up to Portola, the main cross streets are Portola and Culver, and we meet at Orchard Hills School. So outside, we're going to have a big
0: festival-style church tomorrow. Looking forward to it. That's if you're in California.
1: Yeah, so other are in New
0: York, this doesn't go for you. Yeah? Yeah, <laughs> just get on a red eye and come, <laughs> come join us tomorrow. Exactly. All right. So um, I want to plug a couple things really quick because we forgot to plug the number. So we want to take some calls, uh, 888-564-6173, 888-564-6173, If you uh, want to comment or ask a question about anything that we're talking about, the whosoever's is doing a skate park best trick contest at vista skate park april 9th at 2 p.m it's going to be an outreach uh we're working with uh, calvary chapel down there calvary chapel vista i don't know you know those guys down there so we're going to be doing that that's going to be sick i also want to plug uh we have our new full send film out it's uh one of the whosoever's tours to um idaho We went out there. We did um, ministry at the skate parks. We did outreach at parks, which was totally new for COVID for us. We're like, because we were doing the kill the noise. And we're like, schools are shut down. So we decided to do park outreach. And it was cool. It was a success. But I was a little like iffy, like, dude, park outreach. Because I'd never really done park. Park outreach. It was, I've never done that, really. Right. Like, Is
1: it like where they come to you instead of you go to yeah, them? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, we just set yeah. up in a park. Like, it's different doing, like, a church service, but, like, a park outreach was yep. – it was just different style than what we normally do. Hey, branching out. Well done. It was cool. It worked yeah. out. So I was like, dude, we should do more of these. Um, but anyway, you can check that film out at com. I have a book coming out. It's called Kill the Noise, Finding Meaning Above the Madness. I actually wrote it in the, in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, during the pandemic, I, I finished it, put it out. It's coming out May 11th. It's for pre-sale right now at KillTheNoiseBook.com. You can get it on Amazon, um, Barnes & Nobles, Target, Walmart, wherever books are sold, it's, it's available. But this is a book that is a faith-building tool and a discipleship book that will grow your faith. So check that out if you want. Garrett Beeler, before hey, the break. People need to read that book. They need to yeah. read it.
1: So I hope you guys get a, get a, you know, even if you know somebody that is not into church, not into Christianity, not into Jesus, I think this is going to be a tremendous tool for you to be able to put something in their hands that they're going to relate to immediately. And ultimately it points people to the life-changing power of
0: Jesus. Yeah, exactly. That's what it's all about. The whole thing. Um, I had uh, Mike Kessler. He's the uh, guy from um, uh, To Every Man and Answer. He has several uh, radio stations that were on as well with Effect Radio and stuff. And he read it, and he's just like this Bible, Bible, Bible guy. And he was like, whoa, I didn't realize there was so much word in here. Because nice. people will think like, oh, it's just going to be a bunch of like crazy stories, you know, sure. like testimony stuff. No, dude, like this is like – because I was teaching a lot too. So I, I did a lot of like Bible study stuff within the stories because I want to show – I want to show what it says in the Bible, and then you see it alive in 2020 or Absolutely. 2010. Like that's the whole thing: is the the Bible is alive; it's relevant; it's not out of date, and that's why this book was created. And it's for people that don't if they don't believe in God. Even better, they could uh, they get the party started in the first two chapters. It'll, it'll hook them right in. Yep. So the phone lines open. We got some questions coming in, but I want to finish that story that you were talking about. So yeah. he came yeah. to your church,
1: and yeah. So so basically, he came to our church. His eyes were filled up with tears, and he he just said, you know, and and I think the point that I was making is regardless of what the what symptom of sin you may you know be carrying or you know whatever sin you may be living out. It doesn't matter who tells you it's OK. Yeah. It doesn't matter, who you know, how because we, we mistakenly think if we can rally enough people to come around us and say that, hey, what this is, what we're doing, that this is OK, then that somehow makes it right. But it never makes it right. It never changes. What God says is truth. What God says is, uh, is sin. What God says is right. Like those are immutable truths of God. Like they'll never change, and it doesn't matter. And so, the the point that I was just making. And maybe there's some people here that are wrestling with, and they're listening to this, you know, tonight, where you will never ever get to a point where you'll be able to change God's truth. And because you were created in the image of God, and I just say this personally to whoever may be listening. Because you were created in the image of God, God reveals things to you. And in your heart and in your mind, things that you know that are wrong, things that you know that are against God. That was given to you by God. And then the work of the Holy Spirit is drawing you to a personal relationship with Jesus. And so I hope that you understand that tonight, that that because God loves you so much, he sent his only son, Jesus, to die on the cross for you, to give you that opportunity to be forgiven of your sins, to have that void filled, you know, you know making a lot of money, you know, in different relationships, having these amazing experiences all the time, you know, traveling around the world, doing all of these things.
0: It doesn't fill the God-shaped void in your life. It doesn't at all. mm There's nothing that will feel that. There's nothing that will feel that. I could tell you this. You know, the scripture says that the spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in you. That spirit, if the Holy Spirit raised Jesus Christ from the dead, it could raise a dead marriage. It could raise you out of your porn problem. It could raise you out of your bitterness. It could raise you out of your anger. It could raise you, you could raise your old dead dreams that you had that God have given you before. Something that you, God showed you that he wanted to do in your life and they just, these dreams have just been dead They haven't grown, but God can do that. He can bring that stuff alive. But what does, what does it all come down to? What does the Christian walk all come down to? It comes down to the good news that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. We have to repent because anyone living the kind of life of sexual immorality, adultery, fornication, um, uh, you know, being a drunkard, a uh, liar, cheater, murderer, all that, those people will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's what the, the scripture says. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know what?
1: There's people really battling with depression right now. Mm-hmm. And I think there's people even listening right now that are heavily condemned. They feel isolated. They they feel like their life is without meaning. And I think People at a younger age, too, Ryan, and maybe because you hit these schools and you're in you're you're on the campuses and you're doing the things that you do. You've you've seen this more than most. But it seems that people are experiencing because of like what you had mentioned, the accessibility of everything the world has to offer is right here in your hand. Yeah. That younger and younger kids are finding out how empty the world is.
0: Faster, for sure. They're
1: fast, like way faster. Yeah. Like things that we're like in our late teens, 20s, and then we're us. coming around going around, yep. okay, this is what the world's all, like you're seeing suicide rates and depression and all of these things happening at younger ages because of the amount of worldly information, ungodly information, things that are just coming down the, down the, you know, <laughs> the, 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 the streams of the internet. And, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where we got to intercede. We got to we got to stand in the gap.
0: And you know what? If that's you and you're listening, I would challenge you to ask Christ into your life. Like literally, you don't need to go to the church to do it. You don't even need to be in your room by yourself. Literally, you you could be driving right now down the highway and you're listening to this, or you're watching this on your phone, or wherever you're at. Just call out to God. Whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's that simple. All you have to do is believe. That Jesus came out of eternity 2,000 years ago. He died on the cross. And when he died on the cross and raised from the third day, which is going to be tomorrow on Easter sunrise, he split time in half. We have A.D. after the death of Christ and B.C. before the death of Christ. He split time in half. Every time you write the date down on, your, on a piece of paper, you look at your ID or whatever, literally Jesus Christ is in your face. He's the real deal. He died. He raised from the dead. And he lives. So all you have to do is ask him. Say, God forgive me. And there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ. He will literally forgive you of your sins. And that heaviness that you have, that is just, you know, when people are caught up in sin and they're, they just have this heaviness because I believe as what the scripture says is there's these, uh, these footholds or these strongholds that the enemy attaches himself. When I say attaching, it's like, it's like supernatural. Like there's like spiritual, um, oppression, um, spiritual warfare around you. And people literally, Feel foggy from the spiritual warfare; they feel um, heaviness. But when God, you ask God to forgive you, you ask Him to, for the Holy Spirit to fill you. The light extinguishes the darkness, and you will literally encounter that that peace. You know, when when Jesus raised from the dead, he he told his disciples, "Peace be with you." When he, or when he came back to meet him, "Peace be with you. Peace be with you." What's peace be with you? Because they had the Holy Spirit. And he said, wait, because now the power is going to come. So there he blew on them and they received the Holy Spirit. But then the, he said to wait so they get the power. And the power is the helper what we were talking about. And that's how you're able to get those stop signs in your life. Yeah. And, there's absolutely, <laughs> and obey them. Yeah,
1: absolutely. It gives you not only the warning but the strength to, to, to resist stop. temptation. Yeah. Because I, I think what, what happens, in, and if I were just to speak to a, a Christian that might be struggling tonight, it—, it you don't realize that when Jesus came and paid the price for your sins, that he set you free from the control of the devil, that you actually have the ability to say, no, I'm not going to give into that sin. No, I am not going to make that bad decision. No, I'm not going to do that. See, if you're in bondage to sin, you do Whatever the lust of the flesh tell you to do, whatever temptation comes your way, oh, that's me. I'm on it. I'm in. I, and you're controlled by these things. and might even get to the point where you try to open your hand and say, I, I don't want to be controlled by this anymore. And you realize that that sin holds you, that it controls you. And when Jesus comes, Jesus said it himself, the best, whom the Son sets free is free indeed.
0: What's free that, indeed. What's that verse where it says that he, uh, he, de- he defeated... He defeated Satan on the on the cross. Uh, I think it's in Colossians or something.
1: Yeah, well he made a public spectacle of that of, one. of the devil. Yes. And God he, defeated
0: he tra- the spiritual rulers and powers with the cross. God won the victory and defeated them. He showed the world that they were powerless. That's the I C B translation. I don't even know what that translation. Yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> basically
1: publicly, he, he, he shut down Shut down Satan. The, the power of Satan. That yeah. that anyone mm-hmm that would put their faith in Jesus would immediately, immediately be forgiven of their sins and have a right relationship with God and find that peace, find that assurance. I mean, there's a lot of people that are afraid of what happens after I die. Yeah. You know, and I know it's morbid and we don't want to talk about death. But listen, that's you don't understand the significance of what Jesus did unless you understand the, the, the penalty of sin, which is death. Like, Mm -hmm. that's why Jesus came. That's why when you lay out the truth of the gospel, which is the good news to mankind that there was a God in heaven who loved sinful man and sent his only son to die on the cross to pay the price for that sin, it's like you lay those gems of the gospel on the black velvet of our sinful condition, and it just pops. It's just like, wow. You mean God loved me even knowing everything
0: about me? And the good news is also after the the the. the most amazing part is after you're forgiven of your sins, your name is written in the book of life. So now your eternity is set, right? As, as long as you abide in Christ, you have the power, the person of the Holy spirit with you to help you abide in Christ. And as you live for him, your life starts changing. And that's when your life gets amazing. You know, at first when you're like all caught up in sin, all of a sudden you get forgiven and, and you're like, okay, I have peace with God. So that's an amazing feeling. But then on top of it, then he's like, okay, you ready to get the party started? Now you want to actually see what I have for you? Now I could like show you the, the life that I have for you. I used to use this illustration a lot is that when I gave my life to Christ, it's like um, like my daughter's all into puzzles right now. And, you know, you throw the puzzle on the floor and you don't know what the picture is, right? And that was me when I first gave my life to Christ. I was this dirty sinner and I was so messed up and I just literally was threw this puzzle on the floor and I'm like, God. This is my life. And I literally, like, I just left the skate industry and I was like, what am I going to do? But I wanted to follow God. So I was like, God, if you want me to go flip burgers, if you want me to go clean toilets, like, I'll go do whatever you want me to do. <laughs> yeah. But literally, I was like looking at my life, literally like, I don't know what I'm going to do, what you want me to do with my life. And I didn't know what he had for me. But what he started doing is one day at a time, as I would press into his word, I would read his word because that's his voice. And all of a sudden, like, he'd flip over one piece of the puzzle at a time. And i am like, okay, I'm going to start going to, to church and I'm going to start getting discipled. Oh, okay. But God, where am I going to go to church? And then I found you doing the Monday night study. That was another piece. Okay. You're going to go to the Monday night Bible study and this is where you're going to start growing. Then I'm going to connect you with Sonny Sandoval, the lead singer from POD, because he's going to be another guy that's going to be in your life. And God started flipping over all these pieces and like he's building this picture and I still couldn't see the whole thing. But now as I'm, I'm, I'm go- I, and I don't see the whole thing yet but I got a pretty good idea and it looks pretty good. It looks pretty. The puzzle's coming out pretty good. You know what I mean? Like I'm seeing, okay, I see how God put all these pieces and how he flipped them over at the different times in my life yeah. to show me what I needed at that time. And that's what God does with, with our life in our journey. And that's what's so cool. But when you're caught up in sin, you end up like the Israelites. They left Egypt they were supposed to go to the land of milk and honey, but there's going to be giants there. You know, they're going to – when you go into the land of milk and honey, like the, the, the spirit-led life that God has called us to live, you're still going to face giants. I'm facing giants on my – big giants right now in my faith walk. But they conquered the giants, right? That's right. So – but a lot of Christians, we get stuck in the desert – And you're constantly like a spiritual yo-yo, like Chuck would say. You're looking at the past life. Oh, man, sun is so amazing. I used to have so much fun in Vegas and just partying up with all these hot chicks. Man, my life was amazing. Oh, but, you know, that spirit of life, you know, I want to get over there because God has this promise for me. And you get stuck in this desert. And deserts stink. It's dry. There's no water. Yep. You're looking at the where you need to go, but then you're looking back, but you're literally just yep. stuck yep. in this horrible place.
1: Well, how are you going to go forward if you're looking backwards? Yeah. You know, when you, when you uh, mentioned repentance, it just means to go 180 degrees in the opposite direction that you were previously heading in yep. before putting faith in Christ. And if you are a Christian and you find yourself like, I'm not progressing in my walk with the Lord, chances are you've not a e a either fully committed or b you got one foot in the world and you got one foot in your relationship with christ and you're miserable you got too much of the lord in you to enjoy the world cuz you feel like i shouldn't be doing this yep. and you got too much of the world in you to really move forward and maturing in your faith and so you're just you're you're really Hurting yourself, so it's like you got to just choose, man. If you're going to follow God, then follow God, and if you're going to reject God, then you got to just man up and say, "Yep, I've decided to reject God." But don't be in the middle. You, I, I got to choose.
0: I just thought of uh when you were saying, you know, you're you're you're, you're, you're too much in the world, and you're too much. uh for you, you're looking at God and you're too much in the world. It's like you're in a car and you're just blowing stop signs. Boom, boom. Because you have the Holy Spirit the whole time. And he's like, no, no. Hey, wait, don't do that. And you're just running the stop signs. So you're not even, you're sketched. Like when you're literally driving, running stop signs in the street, if you ever do that, you're like, oh, who, am I going to get, you know, you're scared. You're like nervous. And that's the whole thing is you don't even want to be in that place. That's even more miserable. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and I think that you know what we need to
1: see is an absolute revival. Yes, with Christians, professing Christians, like like you're not just like, hey, I'm a Christian. You know, I was born in America. I go to church. I went to Sunday school. My grandma was a was a was a Christian, you know, or whatever. It's got to be. I own my relationship with God. Mm -hmm. Like, I own it. And I am going to exercise my faith. I am going to step out and do those things that are difficult. I am going to be committed even when I don't feel like it. And I'm going to let the Bible lead me in this life because the Word of God is a lamp into my feet, Mm -hmm. a light into my path because God breathed it. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I will always know where I stand. I will always know how to please
0: God, and I will always know what to watch out for that is sinful. How does revival start? Let's let's talk about revival. Like so, some they're listening right now, and they're like, "Okay, I'm trying to get down with a the revival." They know about repentance. We talked about the power. Right. They know we know about the word. Uh, how does revival start? How does one get the, the 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 fire?
1: Revival, you know, I mean, just in the definition of the word, in the word, it just means that something that was alive had drifted off, and it comes back alive again. And I think through the desensitization of sin, of what's happening, music industry, Hollywood, just propaganda, everything. Like, you don't have to go very far to see things that are anti-God, humanistic, that are, you know... I, I mean, you look at Little Nas X's demon We haven't Shoe, even like, talked, we haven't about, talked that about that <laughs> I mean, obviously it got canceled for those of you that are following it, at least of what I saw. Yeah. But, I mean, you you don't have to go very far to see evil. And I think that the more... Like, Satan's job, I feel like, with the church... Because Jesus spoke specifically about it. He said, you're the salt of the earth. If the salt loses its flavor, how then shall it be seasoned? Is it then not good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men? And the devil's job, I think, with the church is for the church to lose its flavor. For it to be so inundated with sin, with culture, with uh, worldly views that it mm-hmm. is no longer what it's
0: supposed to be. It's like the woke pastors. It's like, you know, that whole, that whole thing that's going on, um, with the woke pastors and just, uh, church is not even teaching on, on sin or, or repentance. And just like that real seeker friendly stuff. That's what I love about Calvary. I mean, we're on a Calvary chapel station and some other stations as well, but it's all about, you know, we're, we're, we believe in the Bible from, from Genesis, to revelations. It all started here at Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, and it continues.
1: Yeah. So so just real quick. Yeah, so revival yeah. is just when that Christian decides, I'm all in. Right. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to pray. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to serve at my church. I'm going to give to my church. I'm going to be active. When I go to my job, I'm going to be a light that shines wherever I'm at. Just one good decision at a time, revival can spark. Oftentimes we get too far ahead of ourselves, like I gotta make like fifty major life decisions. Make one. Make one right choice to honor
0: the Lord, and that will get the ball rolling. And it could start so simple and it should start so simple with getting a Bible, starting to read it, and get plugged into a church service. Yeah. And then what's gonna happen from there is God will start um, He'll start changing your life and he'll open opportunities for you to get involved and, and be around other like-minded Christians, which is important. If you're trying to go after God and you're around a bunch of friends that aren't, dude, that fire is going to go out. You got to be around What happens when when two pieces of wood that are on fire get together? It's a bigger flame. You got to stay together. And the scripture says iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. And I know that was a huge thing when I was when I was uh, even still today I have my 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 crew around me, but um being around people that wanted to go after Christ and God's speaking to them, they speaking to you and you just, that revival just, it starts and you just keep going in more and more and more. And then when God opens the door and he starts um, laying stuff on your heart to, to serve at some capacity, you don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to do anything. like serve. Like you might just go feed the homeless or you might just go do something in your community. Just you're a Christian. You have Christ in you. So you're serving Christ wherever you're at, you know, in your job or whatever, like, Go after those moments when God leads you and watch what God does in those moments. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I fully agree. And I think this is going to be a weekend
1: of revival. I think we're already seeing it with what's happened this last week with Palm Sunday, with Good Friday, with Easter. I think that the harvest is plentiful. Yeah, it is. And it's ripe. And it's ready. And I think people can only experience, you know, the stuff that they're experiencing for so long— before they realize how empty it is.
0: I think the church is, after this whole thing, with everything that's going on, with things opening up, the church, people are going to be flooding the churches. I know my dad's church was full, and I, I believe that the churches are going to start getting flooded. Amen to that. They're, they're ready, and and, and God and God's ready. Yeah, yeah he <laughs> He's is. been waiting. Yeah. All right, hey, I want to plug uh, a couple things before we end the show. Uh, Vista Skate Park, April 9th, 2 p.m., Best Trick Contest, and we're gonna be uh, we're going to be preaching the gospel as we always do with the whosoever's.com. You can go watch our new film, the Full Send film. We are actually in the middle of editing our Montana film. And, dude, it's gnarly, and I cannot wait for this thing to come out. I took Sonny Sandoval on on one of the trips. He's been watching the films. He's like, dude, God's moving out there, huh? I go, get on a tour. And he went, and God moved. And in this film, you can see God moved, did something pretty gnarly on that trip. And he was just like, what the heck? It was so oh, I'm excited. That's cool. And you know Sonny, dude. Sonny's just so like low-key. When he's, he's not chill. on stage screaming, he's so low-key. Yeah, he's chill. Yeah. He's the I best. Like um, and then also, uh, if you want to get more of these radio shows, download our app. Go to com. They're all archi- archived there. Also, uh, what else? The book. Kill the Noise. The book. Uh, I wrote it. It's called Finding Meaning Above the Madness. Look out right now. All the madness we need to find meaning during this time. It talks about culture. It talks about how to, how to uh, be a disciple in culture, how to be powered with the Holy Spirit, how to combat sin with the Word, what the importance is of the Word of God. It's just a, a faith-building book that will grow you guys. You can find it on um, Amazon or Barnes & Nobles or wherever, you, uh, wherever you, you book readers buy books. So check it out. And uh, anything, any last words, we have about a minute and a half Sunday service tomorrow. They could tune in. What's the dot com? Yeah, visioncitychurch.com. Visioncitychurch.com,
1: 1030 a.m. It'll be live streaming. But better yet, get to church. And if you can't get to Irvine, get to a good Bible teaching church in your area. As a Christian, you want to see revival? It's going to happen in-house. So get yourself to church. Be accountable. Encourage somebody. And and let's really just see the Lord do a great great new work. Well,
0: just look up Calvary Chapel and type in your city. They're there you all go. over. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's it. That's and, a great uh, way to do it. And you can find it if you're not in this area. If you know if you're in all the other stations that were uh, that were on, you could do that. And dude, it's uh it's been awesome, man. Thank you, Garrett. For it's been cool. Like we're thanks gonna, for having me. Yeah, because. Uh, You've been coming on and, and doing it. We, uh, we met Sean. He's been really busy over at the church. We're going to get him back another day, and we're going to continue to do interviews. But it's really cool, man. I love uh, having you on. And it's, Thanks for having it's, me. It's awesome, dude. All right. We love you guys. And uh, just keep uh, tuning in. Make sure that you go to the website. And uh, you can check out any of our merch. It supports our movement. Book us. Book us right now. We're coming to Arkansas. We have uh, Colorado booked. Um, Philly. Philly. Um, I don't know where else. we got some other spots. Oh, or Ben, Oregon. So we're being booked right now. We want to come and bring the gospel to your city. Hit us up at whosoevers.com. I love you guys. Peace. This has been The Ryan Reese Show. To connect and find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday for The Ryan Reese Show. A powerful prayer life does not require hiking
1: a mountain to be able to hear from God. God can meet us right in the middle of
0: our busy lives to help,